This is a LifeGate Church podcast. Tune in to hear from our team as we encourage you to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. If you want to find out more about who we are, visit lifegate.org.au. Well, it's great to be sharing with you today. Um, For those I haven't met, my name's Andrew, and I'm one of the pastors here. And uh, I'm really excited today to kick off um, a new series that we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks around the idea of hope. What is hope? What does it mean? And how do we find it? And so um, today, I just want to share with you about this idea here. Hard times can lead to hope. And I want to start with a story, but before I do that, I just want to pray and ask God to speak to us today. So God, we thank you that your word can bring transformation can bring understanding of you and who you are and who we are. And also, God, I just pray that as we uh, unpack what it is that the Bible says today, that you would bring clarity as to what our next steps look like and how you're inviting us to live differently. We pray this in your name. Amen. So I want to start by sharing a story about this guy here. This guy, what a hunk, eh? His name is Robert James Alexander. And as you can see, he's a pretty good-looking dude. That's not photoshopped, by the way. And uh, this guy here is my grandfather. And uh, he was an Allied soldier in World War II, and he fought particularly in France against the Nazi soldiers um, at the time. And uh, what happened was, as he was fighting in France, uh, he got captured by the Nazis, and he got taken to a camp in Austria called Stalag 383. And this is what the camp looked like. Um, So as you can see, not exactly an Airbnb kind of luxury resort to stay at. Um, It was terrible conditions to be in. And he spent, uh, from June 1941 to April 1945, in this camp working as a prisoner. And so that's a long time, right? Almost four years working in harsh conditions. And um, when he left for the war, he weighed about 95, 100 kilos. And when he came back, he weighed about 50 kilos. So you can see that it wasn't really great conditions for someone to spend four years in. And uh, I've been looking at some of the research that researchers have done on prisoners of war and kind of the, the traits of the people that survived and what they had in common. And uh, Christy, my wife, doesn't necessarily believe me about this, um, but what they found was that the people that were pessimists tended to survive and the people that were optimists tended not to do so well. And the reason was this, is that uh, in those camps, the optimists went, I oh, will be out by Easter. And then Easter came, I oh, will be out by the 4th of July. And then that came. Oh, we'll be out by Thanksgiving. And then that came. Oh, Christmas. And it kept going until eventually they gave up hope. Whereas the pessimists went, yeah, this sucks. It's probably going to get worse, but you know what? We're going to survive. And um, I guess what we can see there is that the people that had no hope or maybe had false hope gave up. Whereas the people that were realistic in their hope were the ones that actually survived some of those terrible conditions. And it made me think, right, we all hope for things. 
It's the thing that keeps us going, that drives us through life, that driving force. And uh, so when we talk about hope, what does that actually mean? Is it this wishy-washy word or does it actually have something behind it? And uh, the Greek word for hope is this, elpis, and it means a favourable and confident expectation or a forward look with assurance. It refers to the things to come in the future. And this word elpis appears over 53 times throughout the New Testament. So we can see that hope is talking about the things to come with confidence and assurance. It's not talking about things like, I hope I win the lottery this month, or I hope my electricity bill isn't too expensive when I've been running the aircon all summer long. It's not that kind of hope, because those things we can't be confident in, and they have little grounding in reality or any true assurance that they're going to come true. Now, for those prisoners of war, they had hope and assurance in some things, but not in other things. They couldn't be sure when they would get out or that things were going to get better. But they could have hope that God was in the midst of that circumstance with them. And uh, one, of, one of the possessions that we still have of my grandfather is this kind of old tattered Bible that he had that he was given when he was in the army. And uh, we still have it today. And it's something that actually kept him going throughout his time in that camp. And so for those in those situations, right, they can't have confidence or hope in some things, but they could have confidence and hope that God was in the midst of those hard circumstances with them. You see, this is what real hope is. It's not about winning the lottery, but it's the certainty of our faith that we can have in God in that he is who he says he is. That he is who he says he is. And so I wonder for you, right, when life hits the fan, when life goes splat and starts spinning around uncontrollably, what do you put your hope in? We all have times in our life where it feels like life is in a bit of a blender, when it's hit the fan and it's spinning around. So what do you put your hope in? And so today I want us to explore what Paul says about hope and the three lessons that it teaches us. And so here's what we're going to look at today. Number one is this, that Jesus is the first step towards hope. Jesus is the first step towards hope. The second is this, hard times can lead to hope. And the third one is this, hope helps us to experience God's love more fully. And so it's interesting that as we unpack this, right, that when the Bible often talks about hope, it talks about it in the context of suffering or hard circumstances. And I think that's because it, hope only makes sense in light of the fact that when we're most in need of hope is when we're going through tough periods in our life. And Paul here, he makes a direct connection between suffering and hope in Romans 5, when he writes a letter to the church in Rome at the time. And so that's what we're going to look at from Romans 5, verse 1 to 5. So we're going to read through it, and then we'll unpack what God has for us in that. So it says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. That's what we're going to be looking at today and what we're going to be unpacking. So let's go back to those first two verses and let's unpack what God has for us in that. So here's the first thing, that Jesus is the first step towards hope. And in Romans 5, 1-2, it says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So what Paul is saying here is that we have access to peace and God's love and forgiveness through putting our trust in Jesus. Now, this is the message of the gospel. This is the summary of the gospel right here. And we see here that Jesus is the first step towards hope. As we try to look for hope, as we try to find hope in our lives, the first step is Jesus. You see, friends, we need Jesus in our life to understand the depths of hope that God is wanting to provide and that his peace and his love and his forgiveness towards us become the lens in which we view and have confidence in him and his plan for the future. See, friends, Jesus is the first step towards hope. And then Paul goes on to say this, that hard times can lead to hope. In verse 3 and 4, he says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. See, Paul is writing here that because we know that God loves us and because he has forgiven us as we put our trust in Jesus, that that should then affect the way that we view and approach those hard circumstances in our life that we can continue to have hope in the future because we know that God will never fail or disappoint us. Paul is saying here that through our suffering, through our hard circumstances, we learn to persevere, which then develops our character, which then leads us to hope that we can be confident in the truth of who God says that he is. And I don't know about you, friends, but... For me, it's interesting that often when I find myself in tough times, that I can define hope in terms of uh, alleviating or removing some of those difficult circumstances. So if I'm finding it tough financially, I want to remove that and I want to try and get my finances in order. If uh, I'm struggling with um, something or there's a relationship that's quite difficult, uh, it's about trying to get rid of that difficulty, get rid of that hard circumstance. We hope for enough money, we hope for a restored relationship, which may in fact be the end result that God wants for us. But in kind of skipping ahead, what we do is we miss what God is wanting to do in the midst of where we're at right now. You see, God teaches perseverance and endurance through the suffering, just like a long-distance runner develops the strength and the stamina 
to run a long-distance marathon only through the grueling daily workouts that actually build the muscle and the stamina that they need for that. Friends, God has a purpose for those hard moments, and this is important for us to understand so that we can find hope in those moments. Now, if our hope is centred on eliminating suffering or on challenges, then certain events, such as the death of a loved one, maybe a permanent injury or an incurable disease, if we're focused on eliminating those things, then when those things happen, we're left without any hope. Instead, we realise that hope is possible even when the suffering cannot be eliminated, even when those difficult circumstances, we can't get rid of them. That God can continue to work his purpose and plan in our lives and in the lives of others. So friends, Jesus is the first step towards hope and hope can be found in those hard times. Those hard times can lead to hope. The third lesson is this. Hope helps us to experience God's love more fully. And this is what it says in verse 5. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You see, it's then, right? We start with Jesus. Jesus is the starting point. Then in those hard moments, we discover hope through what God is wanting to grow and develop in us during those moments. And then as we understand what God has been doing in those hard moments, we're able to come back more fully to the love that he is pouring into our hearts through the work of the Holy Spirit during those moments. As we, as we learn and grow through those moments, we become more aware of God's love in new and deeper ways that we didn't realize before. So when we look back at those hard moments, we realize that uh, hope is found first through Jesus. Then those hard times can lead to hope. And without those challenges, we cannot fully understand the need for hope. And then as we go through that, we become more aware of the love of God in our lives through all circumstances. And what I want to do, friends, is I just want to share a story of me putting hope in God for an outcome. And uh, what happened was I was in my HSC year, and uh, it was about March of that year, and I was working and I was studying and going to school and going to church and doing all of those things. And uh, what ended up happening was I started to feel quite unwell, and so... Um, I just thought it was the flu or you know, some kind of virus or something like that. So I, just, I spent a few days off school um, recovering. And then after a few days, I realised that I wasn't getting any better. So I went to the doctors and the doctors were like, well, we're not really sure what's wrong with you, so we'll send you for some blood tests and we'll send you to some different doctors to try and figure out what's going on. And uh, after quite a few blood tests, quite a few doctors, different specialists, um, they came to realise that what I had was something called chronic fatigue syndrome. And uh, for those of you that don't know what that is, essentially what was going on in my body was that I was feeling quite tired and quite fatigued all the time for no reason. Um, I had joint pain and aches throughout my body. 
Uh, it made my mind quite cloudy where I couldn't concentrate or where I couldn't think um, very clearly. And uh, what ended up happening was that I just started to become more and more tired. And what would happen is that um, because I wasn't really sure what was going on or whether things were going to get better, that led me to develop some anxiety. And then because I was quite anxious, it meant that I found it really hard to go to sleep and I developed insomnia. And because I developed insomnia and I wasn't sleeping, that made me feel more tired, which then made me feel more anxious, which then made me stay up at night, which then kept going in a bit of a cycle, right? And so what ended up happening was that I spent a term off school in my HSE year. I was really unwell. I was sleeping about 18 hours a day, and I didn't have much energy to do stuff. And when I did, I would kind of store up my energy all day just to go to church once that week or something like that. And um, as you can imagine, my marks were less than desirable. Um, my trials, I didn't do very well in. And what my end goal kind of became was just surviving, right? Just getting through the end of the year. As long as I graduated, I didn't, I didn't mind what my mark was. Um, but during that time, I became quite hopeless. I became uh, quite isolated because I wasn't seeing... Um, the people around me, I, I didn't feel quite supported. I felt quite anxious. And so I kind of was left feeling quite alone in this circumstance. And so I reached out to God. I did the only thing I could do. I reached out to God and I said, God, I'm, I'm feeling very hopeless right now. I need you. I can't do this on my own. And uh, in the midst of that circumstance, what God did was he gave me the verse, John 10.10, 10, which says, I have come so that you may have life to the full. The enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come so that you may have life to the full. And uh, when I first heard that for the first time, I was kind of like, uh, God, is there like a 90-day warranty kind of thing? Like, can you kind of, you know, can we exchange? Can I get a better life in terms of this life to the full kind of thing. Um, and so during that time, I continued to reach out to God. I, I went, God, give me the strength that I need to, for today. Give me the energy that I need for today. Give me the strength that I need for tomorrow. And I just continued to ask God to keep me going and to give me the strength, give me hope, and help me to see that this wasn't all that my life was going to look like. And uh, so what ended up happening was the night before my first HSE exam, I um, found enough energy to go to church. And so I went to church and the pastor said, if anyone would like some prayer, come to the back and I'll pray for you. And so I went to the back, I explained my circumstance, he prayed for me and I went off home thinking that was that. And then the next morning I woke up for my first English exam and I had a bit more energy than I had the whole year. Now, I wasn't fully you know, energised, but I had just a little bit more energy. And then my second exam came, and I had a bit more energy. And my next exam came, and a bit more energy. And by the end of my HSC exams, I felt back to normal. My energy was fully recovered. My mind wasn't cloudy. The joint pain had gone away. 
And um, it was during the, this time that God taught me two lessons. The first is one, that could God have healed me back in March? A hundred percent he could have. But if he had, I feel like I would have done the entire year out of my own strength and not relied on him in the slightest. And so what that taught me was to rely on God's strength and rely on God for everything I need and not just do it on my own. And the second one was that God actually wanted a deep relationship with me, that he wanted to show his love to me on a daily basis, not just for one hour on a Sunday, but throughout each and every moment of every day. And those two things, friends, have been things that I've come back to time and time again through my life. When life is easier and when life is tough, those are the things that I constantly cling to. And so I share that with you because I wonder for you, where are you finding hope right now? When life hits the fan, are you hoping for the situation to go away or are you pressing into what God wants to teach you, into what God wants to develop and grow within you, and for the love that he is wanting to show you in this moment of time? So maybe for you, maybe you're finding it tough in your marriage at the moment. Maybe you're wishing things would be a bit smoother and work out a bit better. Maybe you're finding it hard as a parent. You're at a time in your life where you're just not sure, you know, that parenting doesn't come with this manual and you're going, God, I'm not sure what to do next. Maybe you've had health challenges or someone in your family does and you're finding that quite challenging, quite um, isolating at the moment. Maybe work has been really tough over the last 18 months. And you're struggling to kind of find your feet in that. Or maybe your finances are being really stretched right now and you're just needing God to do something. Whatever hard situations you're going through, I want to tell you that God wants to see you grow through them and he wants to give you a confidence in who he is and the plan that he has for your future. And so I encourage you, press into that. Don't just wish it away, but go, God, what is it that you're wanting to show me? What is it you're wanting to develop in me? What is it that you're wanting to teach me? How are you wanting to show your love to me in new ways in this moment? And so what I want you to do is, I want you to just take 30 seconds to reflect on something. And I I just want to say that for some of you, 30 seconds is not nearly enough time to reflect on this. And so I encourage you, do whatever you need to do. Take a photo, write it down, come back to it throughout the week. This may not be something that can be done in 30 seconds, but maybe a longer journey that God wants to take you on. And so here's the question, where in your life are you needing hope? And what I want you to do is I want you to ask God to help you see what he's doing right now. So take 30 seconds to reflect on that. And then we'll come back. Friends, I just want to say again that 30 seconds is not merely enough for some of you.
And I encourage you, come back to that, right? God is wanting to do something with that question for you. So take a screenshot, write it down, do whatever you need to do. But I promise you, as you press in, God will reveal what he's doing in those circumstances for you. So friends, I want you to imagine how different our life would look if we chose to have midst in the hard circumstances of life and to allow God to grow us where he's wanting to grow us and to show us what he's wanting to show us. I want you to imagine the faith that will develop. Imagine how much stronger our faith in trust and God could be. Imagine how much more fully we would understand and experience his love in our lives. Just like, um, just like these guys, right? The, the guys that were in Starlegs 383. Their hope of escape wasn't certain, although some hoped for it. But they had a choice that they could put their trust in God and know that he would never leave them. And right now we also have that choice to put our hope and our trust in God and know that he will never leave us that Jesus is the first step towards hope, that hard times can lead to hope, and that through that we experience and understand more of God's love for us. So I encourage you, when things seem tough, God is doing something in the midst of it. God is doing something in the midst of it. Even when you can't see it, even when you can't understand it, God is up to something in your life right now. Now, the first step to finding hope, as we talked about, is Jesus. And so I want to give you an opportunity, if you've never decided to follow Jesus, I want to give you that opportunity right now. And this is only the starting point. This is a lifelong journey that we want to support you and encourage you through. But if that's you, I just invite you to pray just a very simple prayer with me that goes like this. Father in heaven, Thank you for Jesus. Thank you that he died for me and rose from the dead. God, I'm sorry for when I've chosen to live my own way. I choose to follow Jesus all the days of my life. Amen. So friends, if you prayed that, we we want to support you and we want to encourage you in that journey. It's not a journey you have to do on your own but it's a journey that you get to do with the people around you as we support and encourage each other through this journey that we call life. And so if that's you, um, at the end, the prayer team's going to come up and I encourage you, come forward for prayer. If you're watching this online, I encourage you to click the button that says request prayer and we'd love to pray with you. And now, just to wrap up, I want to pray for those that need God's help to find hope right now. And so, Father, we thank you that you have shown us your love through Jesus. We thank you that even in the midst of difficult circumstances that you are doing something in our lives. We pray and we ask that you would help us to have confidence for the future as we continue to trust and follow you all the days of our lives. Amen. Well, friends, I I hope God has done something for you today. I hope God has encouraged you that God has um, revealed something to you that 
he can continue to journey with you throughout life. And uh, I encourage you, if you'd like some prayer, I'm going to invite the prayer team to come up the front and uh, come forward for prayer if you would like some. Otherwise, you can head out to morning tea and be released. Thank you. Thanks for joining us on the LifeGate Church Podcast. Our church is a place to discover the freedom and purpose that Jesus offers. 